This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Kara RDH here, and I want to thank Listerine for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Although Listerine Antiseptic is the most extensively tested over-the-counter mouth rinse in the world, with over 30 long-term clinical trials examining its safety and efficacy, there is still some misinformation out there over the uses of mouth rinses containing alcohol. To help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses, in case any patients ask you about it, head on over to rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description of this audio article. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Now let's get to the audio article. The First Line of Defense Against Oral Cancer by Jillian Fitzgerald, RDH, BSDH. Truth be told, cancer in its many forms has touched the lives of almost every single person I know. No one is safe from a cancer diagnosis. Countless children have been left without their parents, and countless parents have been left without answers. So many of us that have lost someone to cancer walk the desolate halls of grief. It's an unfortunate truth we do not walk alone. Those that are still fighting their battles, as well as those who have won, bear the scars of a war not easily fought. Let me tell you about the first patient that ever made me cry. I know what you're thinking. What did this guy say? What did he do? Each of us has met a genuinely mean patient, and I'm no exception to this fact. But the first patient that ever made me cry was not mean to me at all. He wasn't callous or cruel. He wasn't even ignorant or obnoxious. The first patient that ever made me cry was my first oral cancer patient. I first met this patient, let's call him Jay, about a year after I was licensed when he found himself in my chair for a new patient appointment. Jay was diagnosed with nasopharyngeal cancer earlier that same year and was actively being treated with radiation and chemotherapy. Jay was experiencing extreme xerostomia as a result of his cancer treatments. This side effect, coupled with the inability to maintain a proper diet and oral hygiene routine, exponentially increased his caries risk. Jay was encouraged by his oncologist to find a general dentist so his oral condition could be stabilized until his cancer treatment ceased. After reviewing his extensive medical file, bless the sweet man who brought copies of everything with him organized in a neat little notebook, I took my first look in his mouth and had to hold back a gap. The angry red and white lesions of the mouth mucositis that covered his soft palate and extended all the way down the back of his throat made me wince. One go-about with the explorer quickly revealed that the decay was rampant. Jay needed a lot of work, and we needed to temporize his teeth so that he could maintain function until a more permanent solution could be approached. I was asked by both Jay and the dentist to take an FMX so we could assess the true extent of the decay and prioritize the treatment plan. This was approved by Jay's oncologist, for those of you wondering. Knowing that I would have to touch the mucositis to get the images I needed, I looked Jay in the eyes, XCP in my hand ready to go, and I told him that it was going to hurt. Like most cancer patients I've met, Jay was a tough cookie. He put on his most dashing, bravado smile and said, do your worst. Two periapicals into the series, Jay started to cry. I asked him if he wanted to stop, but he just asked me for some tissues and told me to keep going. Following Jay's example, 
I put on my brave face and did as he asked. After we finished the series, I excused myself from the room to get the dentist. I found him waiting in the hall for me. He had listened to our exchange throughout the series, and he could tell that I was upset. He reassured me that I made it as painless as possible, that I did what I had to do to do the best for Jay. His words were kind, but at that moment, they meant nothing. My heart was breaking. Jay was just your average 40-something guy who went to his otolaryngologist for a routine visit and was now at risk of losing so much more than his teeth. Jay didn't drink heavily. He didn't smoke. He had no more risks than I did myself. He had been through hell and back. And by trying to help him, I had caused him additional pain. I made him cry. I walked right past the dentist, went into the bathroom, and I cried for the harsh injustice of it all. Oral and pharyngeal cancers account for 2.9% of all new cancer cases in the U.S. Over the last 10 years alone, rates for new oral cancer cases have increased by 0.6%. Risk factors include tobacco use, heavy alcohol use, and human papillomavirus, HPV infection. Those who are diagnosed early and whose cancer remains localized to the origin site have a five-year survival rate of 83.7%. For those individuals whose cancer has spread to the regional lymph nodes, that same survival rate drops to 64.2%. For those with distant site metastases, the rate drops to an astounding 38.5%. Despite our dedicated screening efforts and advanced technologies, death rates for oral cancer have remained stable over the last 10 years, with death being more common amongst men and those individuals aged 55 to 64. Jay may have been the first, but he was certainly not the last oral cancer patient I've met in my last six years as a hygienist. I've conversed at length with survivors about their diagnosis, initial prognosis, and successful therapies. I've argued with patients who think I'm being overzealous when I urge them to go for consults. I've hugged those who have come back with good news and comforted those who have not been as fortunate. I count my own lucky stars that I've never lost someone, personally or professionally, to oral cancer. As evidenced by the statistics, early detection is critical for oral cancer prognosis. Jay was lucky to be diagnosed early. He's been cancer-free for the last three years. As we head into Oral Cancer Awareness Month, we must remember that we are the first line of defense, the champions of early detection. Our patients trust us to be the watcher on the walls for all things problematic in their mouths. So make sure to grab those tongues, palpate those nodes, and make them each say, ah. You never know what you might find that might just save a life. Thank you for listening to the audio article. I want to thank Listerine again for sponsoring this episode and for their recognition of the important role hygienists play in the dental office. I encourage you to check out the Clearing Up Mouth Rinse Misinformation page at rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. It is a great resource to help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses if a patient ever brings it up with you. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 